Jesus uh, has been giving us some really tough stuff uh, the last few weekends. If you remember two weekends ago, he was preaching about how we, stood, we shouldn't preoccupy ourselves with storing up treasures on earth. Because those decay and we can't take anything with us when we go. So instead, he says, focus your attention on storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Last week, he gave a really tough teaching that he came uh, not for peace, but for division, right? And we talked about the implications of that, that sometimes following Jesus's teachings and being his disciple means that often division and conflict uh, come before an experience of peace. And it's kind of because of those teachings, right, right in the passages before today's gospel that people are like, Hold on, Jesus, you're setting the standard, the, the bar too high. And so they, they frame a question to him. Okay, based on what you're saying, will only a few people be saved? Like, it sounds like you're setting the ideal so high that no one can get there. So will only a few people get to heaven? That's the question that they pose. And then he articulates another very tough teaching. Teachings we like to ignore in the Gospels. Right, which is that it's a narrow gate. The, the road that leads to destruction is wide. So I want to I talk about the image of the narrow gate from three different angles. One, the narrow gate as it pertains to success in any human endeavor. The narrow gate, second, as it pertains to our spiritual fitness. And third, the narrow gate as it pertains to our salvation. So first, the narrow gate as it pertains to any human endeavor. To succeed at any significant undertaking often requires a really narrow, clearly defined path to success. I was thinking of this, of course, in terms of athletics, because that's the world I grew up in. And it's like, if you want to be a professional at something, okay, there's really no easy way around it, right? There's a narrow path to that, okay? Now, there might be a variety of ways to get there, but there's more ways to not get there than there are to get there, right? There's just no substitute to the grind of, of hard work, of discipline, as the second reading talked about, right? Of sacrificing all sorts of things for that, for that goal, right? There's just no way other than the narrow path. There is many ways, many more ways to not become an excellent athlete than there are to become one. I was thinking about this too with like dieting, right? Like we all know the narrow path to being healthy. Like we do. We just don't want to do it. You know, we just don't, but it's a narrow path. Like there's many more ways to not be healthy than there are to be healthy. The road that leads to destruction, the road that leads to failing, is larger and wider than the road, the narrow road that leads to success. And what I want to suggest is that if that's true on a human level, in human endeavors, in human activities, then it's probably also true in the spiritual realm. The road that leads to getting it wrong is generally bigger than the road to getting it right. 
The second uh, image of the narrow gate as it pertains to our spiritual fitness. And here's how I want to uh, phrase this, which is only the spiritually thin, the spiritually skinny, can fit in the narrow gate. Okay, if we're spiritually obese, we can't fit into the narrow gate. I was thinking about a story um, when I was, I, I ran this uh, tennis club in Lakeside, Ohio. Uh, really, uh, I worked there since I was like, probably illegally since I was like 11. And then, uh, you know, I ran it during high school and then in my college summers. And I remember uh, there was, uh, the entrance to this tennis club is uh, a series of, of, uh, of gates, or there's, there's uh, openings between the fence. And so when I was in high school, if I forgot the key or something, we had a master hidden inside, I could, I could squeeze through uh, one of these holes in the fence very easily and, and get in. Then I went to college. <laughs> and though I played uh, D1 tennis, I, I put on some pounds. I didn't put on the freshman 40, but I, I put on, I don't know, the freshman uh, 10, 15, something. And I remember the first time I went back, uh, that first summer to, to work there, I didn't have my key, and I tried to squeeze through that gate, I got stuck. Um, I got stuck. Now I had to, you know, you, had, you know, you know, if you get stuck, you try to figure, I didn't have to call someone in to like push me through. <laughs> but I eventually got through, but it was like, whoa, I have, I've become too big to fit through this narrow gate. I want to propose that pride our ego, and an attachment to too many things makes us too spiritually obese to fit through the narrow gate. Right? We talk about our ego getting a big head. Right? If we're so filled with pride in our ego that we have a big head, our head will not fit through the gate. Right? And if we're so tied to our possessions, Right? That we insist that we have to carry those things with us through the gate. We also won't get through the gate. There's, there's some really cool art on the narrow gate. And a number of them have these people with all their belongings that they're carrying. And they're trying to get through this little portal. Right? This little gate. And they can't get through. They're stuck. Because they're so attached to all of these earthly things. How do we be spiritually thin? Humility and simplicity. Humility makes us light. Right? We don't take ourselves too seriously. We're light-hearted. We're spiritually thin. Our head's not too big. Right? We stay spiritually thin by the virtue of humility and by simplicity, being detached from all the things. So if I have to leave them to get through the narrow gate, no problem. Just leave them behind. They were great. Great blessings. But I can leave them behind. I need to get through the narrow gate. I can do that. Right? The life of humility and simplicity to be spiritually fit, uh, to fit through the narrow gate. Finally, the narrow gate as it pertains to salvation. This is what the person was asking, right? The most direct question, right? Well, are only a few people going to get into heaven? And notice Jesus does not entertain that kind of fruitlessly curious question. Because what the person wanted was like numbers. You know, like, what's the statistical breakdown? You know, what's the percentage? Right? Um, what's the population? 
That's what they want. And he doesn't say that. He doesn't even answer the question. He doesn't duck it. He just responds in a different way. He responds with a command. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For there will be many who are not strong enough to get in. There's been, of course, a great, intense, historical, theological debate on this question. Right? Um, uh, there are great theological writers writing today uh, that I respect that take uh, very different views on this question. Right? How inclusive heaven's going to be versus how exclusive. I'm not here to resolve that question, but I will say that Jesus definitely in his response should make us, prevent us from giving in to presumption on this question, right? Which is like, it's just a given, right? It's a given, right? He doesn't allow that because he, he gives examples. He's like, there are going to be many people who were associated with me who think they're strong enough, but when they get up to the narrow gate, they're not going to be strong enough. Their head's going to be too big to fit in. They're going to be too attached to different possessions. They're not going to be able to fit in. They're not going to be spiritually fit. There's people that associate with me that think they're strong enough, but will get there and not be strong enough. And so the way I read this is to say, act as if the gate is narrow and live accordingly. Act as if the gate's narrow and live accordingly. We may find out that Jesus' conception of, of narrow and his mercy is much larger than ours. You know, when I judge people, my gate's very narrow. <laughs> right? In terms of them. My gate is very narrow. Okay? We may find out God's understanding of narrow is different than the way in which we judge others in a narrow way. Right? But to act as if, to act as if the gate is narrow. I'm greatly consoled in this regard by the fact that Jesus in John's Gospel calls himself the gate. I am the gate. And so I think we, have, we can have this incredible confidence that if we're clinging to Jesus, who himself is the gate, right, that we have the ability by his grace to grow to the point that we can be spiritually fit enough to strive through the narrow gate. So friends, in all these ways, in our human endeavors, we've got to realize it's narrow to be excellent. It's narrow to to become really good at something. And there's just no shortcuts. We, we've got to know that with, with students to, to become an expert in your field. It's a narrow road, right? If we want to become healthier, it's a narrow road. If we want to become really good and confident in something, it's a narrow road. In the spiritual journey, we've got to strive to become more spiritually skinny by losing our big head and our attachment to the possessions that would obstruct our path through the narrow door. Right? And in terms of salvation, I'm not sure we think much about it except to strive to enter through the narrow gate. Right? In a certain sense, Jesus is kind of saying, don't focus on the end product, focus on the process. Just strive to be holy, to conform your life to the image of the one who is the gate himself, and let God take care of the rest. Right? We strive to enter through the one who is the 
gate. So let's recommit ourselves uh, by this Eucharist, by the Lord's power, by the Lord's spirit, that we might strive.